welcome to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, On a Bridge Across the River. The new single from The Long Road, On a Bridge Across the River, is out today. Join the Bishop, that's me, uh, as I take a dive into the musical waters beneath said bridge, and Steve Bonham shares his own thoughts on the genesis of the song. Kev Moore takes us back to Memphis for a slice of life down Beale Street at the Blues Festival, and it's back to baguettes once more for me in the kitchen. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. If those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Leiden. Thanks for joining us once more. Uh, straight to business today. We are thrilled to launch our new single, On a Bridge Across the River, today. It's available now on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, you know, wherever you find your music, you should find it. Please listen, share, like. Uh, we're really pleased with it and we're delighted to share it with the world today. Um, more on that single in a moment. Before that, a very quick thank you to everyone who has watched our new YouTube show, which started on Tuesday, um, episode one of the Transatlantic Connection Show. Uh, it features part one of an interview with award-winning American folk singer-songwriter uh, Rob McHale. Um, so please do check it out. Uh, just search YouTube for The Transatlantic Connection Show or uh, visit our channel directly, youtube.com slash thevagamonway. Again, like, subscribe, share if you like it. <laughs> It's an exciting day here at Vagabond HQ, the launch of our new single, On a Bridge Across the River, from our forthcoming EP, Out of the Darkness. What an appropriate title that is, I might hear you holler. Prescience, some might even say. Well, uh, truth be told, I think we came up with the um, the title Out of the Darkness before this pandemic really kicked in. Um, uh, and we certainly didn't know when we'd be releasing the, the EP, um, whether that would line up with this sort of slow emerging from the darkness that the world seems to be going through right now, you know, with things starting to open up again slowly. Um, Out of the Darkness will feature four songs, ultimately. Uh, we're launching On a Bridge Across the River, the first single today. Then in a month will be If There's a God Out Here, our second single from this EP. Um, we're trying this new release cycle out, you see. Smaller batches of new material, but more regularly. A sort of gentle drip feed of delights, which will, every so often, be pulled together into a, a larger collection, probably. Um, you know, an EP of three or four songs, or, or even an album of, you know, eight, ten, twelve songs. Um, the way the industry is now, the, the concept of an album as the sort of main focal point is rather out of the window. Uh, I think for creators it's still useful to have a focus to gather your ideas, a, a grouping somehow. Uh, you know, we've got a plan for this upcoming EP of four songs and the EP after that. Um, all those songs were recorded together at the start of 2020. Uh, they're all of a certain sort of time and place in our hearts and minds. Um, but for the recordings we plan to release next year, we're in a different place. We've been through a different experience particularly this year uh, so those recordings although they might never exist on a on an album together uh, you know they're all born from the same place uh, and it's a different place to the 2020 recordings so from our point of view there will be themes and hopefully a sort of sense of home for our collections um, and we'll be trying to convey this to the public in the 
you know, and the flatter curve of release schedule we're going for through the artwork and the imagery. Um, anyway, so that's the um, first two singles on this EP. Uh, today's, On a Bridge Across the River, uh, and then in a month, if there's a God out here. The next two tracks will be called Waiting on a Storm and Do You, uh, and all four together form the Out of the Darkness EP. It's kind of funny to me, these first two singles, Bridge and God, have vaguely religious references in the lyrics, um, or, you know, indeed the title. Uh, It's kind of unusual for a band of, well, I don't think I'm out of place saying this, you know, committed atheists. Um, If there's a God out here, which we'll look at in more detail in the weeks to come as as it gets released, more overt seemingly uh but actually probably deeply metaphorical you know a cry to the universe a, a questioning of the state of things a, a demand even to to shake things up um i think you'll like this one when it comes around to it um anyway back to on a bridge across the river um i'm hoping you'll join in the choruses on this one uh it's it's a belter funnily enough this wasn't our first choice for the lead single from this ep though as is often the way, uh, a, a tiny little tiny little suggestion from Steve snowballs, uh, and all of a sudden things change. You know, when I first heard this this track, when we were re- rehearsing it, must have been the end of last year now, I guess, I knew there were some great, great bits in it. The, the chorus is so evocative in the lyrics and the, the chords, the music, the harmonies to me. Um, it's an instant transport. Um, I love it too, because this one has one of those trademark Steve Bonham glitches in it where he had no idea that was happening uh, but it absolutely had to stay for in my opinion uh, you know a bar of three thrown in amongst the very regular bars of four um i think it's glorious in as much as you probably don't notice it but it would feel different if it wasn't there um kev does some true heroics on this uh, this single too you'll hear it right from the start vocal gymnastics to be proud of here plus wild guitar uh, and bass playing and drums, uh, you know, Kev, Kev works out on this one. Um, one of my favourite memories uh, of being in the studio was layering up the, the vocals on the chorus for this one. Uh, and through the fog of time, I can't quite remember who was egging on who the most, to be honest. Uh, Stuart, the engineer at Woodworm Studios, has a delightfully evil streak sometimes, and his response to a casual more is, yeah. Uh, and so layer upon layers upon layers of vocals go on this one. Um, uh, I'm as guilty of, of it sometimes. Kev is as well, though he won't admit it, I'm sure. And it bloody works. I love it. I think one of the most challenging decisions we've had to make as a band in the studio in the process of recording any of these songs in the last year was, do we crack out the Hammond organ? Does it violate our code of artisan acoustic instruments? Do we even have time? Uh, and the answers were, yes, crack it out. No, although it's electric, it's not exactly a, a MacBook, is it? Uh, and not really got time, but let's just get on with it. Uh, and I'm so, so glad we did. It just adds a beautiful richness to this song, uh, which it just didn't, didn't have before. Looking back now, we kind of left the studio with this this song, uh, you know, bare bones. It, it was fine, but it didn't really make our hearts sing, I don't think. But actually, after living with it for a little while, settling into it, thinking on things and a little bit of lockdown tweaking, adding a few bits. Boy, oh boy, does it make my heart sing. Uh, And I hope it does you too. Um, Just a quick shout-out before we play the song. The single artwork that Kev put together uh, uses a a photograph from a a Nashville resident. The the song is set in and was born in Nashville, Tennessee, you see. Uh, And we're super grateful to that photographer, Gerald Feigl, hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, for letting us use the image for the artwork. So, 
here we go. Sit back, headphones on, eyes closed, relax, uh, and enjoy the new single from Steve Bonham and the Long Road. It's called On a Bridge Across the River. Don't watch time into a dream And the girls who knew a thing or two 
Vagabond philosopher telling us the story of the night before and the morning of the birth of that song. Um, or the first ideas for that song. Over to Steve. I got into Nashville late that night into a cheap motel downtown and spent the next day working out what my set would be that evening for my Nashville debut. It was one of those showcase sessions, quite terrifying. There were two Grammy Award winners there and a little old me. But it seemed to go okay. And I went to bed that night feeling quite pleased with myself. In the morning, I got up and went looking for breakfast and a decent coffee. I walked down the streets past the Johnny Cash Museum and along Broadway, which was pleasantly quiet and subdued, without the over-amplified soft rock that passes for country music in that part of town. I stopped for a while in the sun, had a coffee and then headed instinctively towards the Nissan Stadium where there's a pedestrian bridge across the river. As I sat there looking at the river, a preacher started to call out with a microphone and a little amplifier there. There was going to be a football match and it was Sunday morning and there were people he could save walking across the bridge to see the Nashville Titans play the Kansas City Chiefs. He was hollering out all these great lines, one after the other. The first and most memorable was, if you want to appreciate the cure, you've got to know the sin. And I don't know if he meant it that way, but I thought, wow, Bloominette, that's an invitation to a good life, if I ever heard one. I kept listening to him and I quite admired the way he kept calling out to the people walking past who were ignoring him mostly. And I just sat in the sun and I had this tremendous, almost surreal experience on this very modern bridge with the crowds of families going over to watch the game and crossing the Cumberland River coming up from the sea of being looked on by the past. Rivers are always a borderlands between one world and the next. The future and the past. The earth, the sky and the water. Despair and salvation. Not so many people realise that long before it was a music city, Nashville was a port with all the light and dark and the mysterious that every port in the world has. The great riverboats came up here with gamblers and drunks and ladies of doubtful virtue and the whole mess of humanity. Captain Thomas Ryman ran more boats than most, enjoying the great profits of travel and sin, until he saw the light and built the Tabernacle Church, which then became the Ryman Auditorium. And Nashville had been a slave place as well, 
Messrs Glover and Boyd, Dobbs and Porter and a few others, would be pleased to meet your needs for slaves at their businesses down on Cedar Street. And I started to hear in my own head those ghosts of the past coming out of the water, coming out of the river, imagining the river boats coming up with great smoking stacks as well as their big wheels turning. And I just took out my iPad and I typed in the whole lyric and took it with me and started to put it together. At first, it was quite a slow song, but then I got this riffy thing going I was doing. And almost from the start, I heard what that song should sound like in my head, even though I couldn't express that in any intelligible way. We went into the studio and we had a good stab at it. We got Chris to play the Hammond organ. He gave it a deeper sound, his big, gruff, growling sound. A Hammond organ, for those who've never met one, is really, it's a terrifying instrument. It's all electric cables and switches and whirring fans and speakers and boxes and banks of keys. It's like something that's come up from the swamp. Wow, that made a big difference to the song. And it was good, but I was still made restless by it. It didn't match what I'd had in my head or the feeling I'd had in my head that day when I was sitting on the bridge. And despite the rule that we've always had, don't keep on doing what you've done, I just said to Kev and Chris, can we do a bit more? And that night Kev came back and he'd recorded some hollering. Yeah, he really went for it. Hollering on the track and he nailed it right away. The mix to me of the Hammond organ and Kev's almost tribal singing is extraordinary. The vocals anyway on that track from Chris and Kev, particularly Kev on this one, are amazing. But this free-form, almost pagan hollering going on top of a story about a preacher on a bridge, well, it conjures up the images of onlookers, the spirits of the past, the Native Americans, the slaves the dispossessed, looking on in wonder at the scene. Perfect. It just sums up the deep, dark web of life. I love it. And now you've heard the song and heard some more about how it came about, maybe you want to go back and listen to it again. You know, scoot back 10 minutes or so in this podcast and have another listen. See what new pictures crop up in your mind for you. We've also put together a music video for the song too. If you search YouTube for On a Bridge Across the River, Steve Bonham and the Long Road, you will find it. Hello everyone and welcome back to Kev's Cafe Corner once more. And this week, yet again, we're going to be hanging around in Memphis because, well, it's that kind of town. Now, when I was there... Uh, to check out Elvis's old pad and what have you and pay my respects. Uh, I also happened to be there coincidentally when the International Blues Festival was going on, which is basically a festival that takes over Beale Street and the many venues that are there. And you can sort of buy a wristband for a very small price, something like $10, I think. And that entitles you to admission to every venue down Beale Street. And there's a lot of them basically, for the week. So you can just go and check out all these amazing bands uh, willy-nilly, you know, uh, for next to nothing. So a good time was had by all. 
And that brings me to this week's cafe, which was the Rumboogie Cafe. And I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you it by going back to some notes that I made after my trip there, which was in 2010. I'm going to read you a short passage that I wrote when I was working on the album Blue Odyssey as I returned. Here we go. I was working yesterday on XXX, quite an involved track from the Blue Odyssey project, and I was kind of hitting a wall with it. I sat there noodling about on the guitar and a riff came to me. By the end of the afternoon, I had another song for the project, appropriately entitled Blew Me Away. I really feel the creative juice is flowing right now. It's great. I need to try and squeeze this onto the album. It's looking like it will clock in at just under 80 minutes, which is the absolute max for a single CD. So any other ideas I have will have to wait for the next one. The lyrics fit right into the theme of the album. This is one about watching the bands down on Beale Street in Memphis during the International Blues Challenge, and in particular one guitarist who caught my eye, or should that be ear, playing with the Nico Wayne Toussaint band, Josh Pitbull of Blues Groaned. He really had all the chops, and it's always a pleasure to listen to someone who really knows their instrument. He used the old trick of playing a solo with a bottle of beer, so I wrote that into the storyline of the song. I take him a beer and instead of drinking it, he plays a solo with it. I can't claim to come any near, anywhere near the standard of Josh's playing, and although I got to compliment him on his set, I didn't get to buy him a beer in real life. But, well, if you're reading this, mate, you inspired a song. So there you go. That's the, um, the story about the, uh, the song that I created after going into the Rum Boogie Cafe, which is a bit of a... It's kind of like a shabby, chic... Rock, hard rock cafe, you know, but it's cooler, you know, it's not as not as sort of corporate. Uh, it was a great place. And the Nico Wayne to St. Band were amazing and Josh really stood out as a guitarist. And that's uh, simply his playing and, and what he did on stage inspired me to write this song which made it onto my album. So if you're ever down in Memphis, in, in Bill Street, uh, I think it's the first intersection about halfway down, the Rumboogie Cafe, great place to visit and always great music. This is my song uh, that's inspired by Josh's playing and inspired by Memphis in particular as well, I guess. It's called Blew Me Away.
He said, that's something I sure could use I said, I get that man I'd be working a thirst If I was up there in your shoes He said, I ain't gonna drink it This first for the blues Blew me away. And a nice postscript to that story is um, Marie, Josh's wife, found my article on the internet uh, back in 2011, I think, when I'd done the album. Um, and she was really overjoyed and uh, showed it to Josh. So he knows that the song was written with him in mind, which is lovely. Take care, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> This week's Bishop's Daily Bread and Talking Bread. Doesn't happen with the regularity you might imagine for a section of the podcast with bread in the title, but this week is bread. Baguettes, experiment number two, uh, much better results. Thank you, Jackie, for your tips. Uh, Still not quite the, the stunning that I'm after, if I'm honest. I wonder what it is. The ingredients, the mixing, the kneading, the proving, the recipe itself, the baking temperature wonder if it needs to be in a hotter oven, perhaps. The baguettes I made were good, but they didn't have that crunch, you know, that characteristic crunch that baguettes should have. Um, I mean, I thought that the um, the tray of ice cubes in the bottom of the oven trick was supposed to help with that. Um, and to be honest, the aeration inside wasn't as good as I want it to be. It was good in places, but terribly regular elsewhere, just like a normal loaf, really. Uh, and I think for a proper sort of French baguette the sort that I'm imagining anyway, um, the insides are much less regular. Uh, and I'm sure that's down to the mixing, kneading, proving. I've used a Paul Hollywood recipe for both experiments now, but perhaps I need to turn elsewhere. Fabulously, the internet, no doubt, will be full of baguette recipes, each one as authentic or inauthentic as the next. Uh, I shall keep on experimenting, keep on tweaking. I mean, it's fun, isn't it, to have 
new worlds to explore, new things to try. Gloriously, it also doesn't matter much if I completely mess up. So often in life, people are holding themselves back for fear of f***ing up. I mean, me included. It's wonderfully freeing to be able to indulge in something, really enjoy the result, really want to get better at it, even good at it, uh, but not having the fear of it, you know, mattering. It's liberating in many ways. Anyway, I'm off to the kitchen again in a mo to see if I can't just f*** up a little. Thank you for listening, wherever in the world you are. That is the end of this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, The next episode will be out next Friday. Join us on YouTube as well for the Transatlantic Connection show and become part of the Transatlantic Connection movement. Head to youtube.com slash thevagabondway. Find us on Facebook, The Vagabond Way, or Steve Bottom on the Long Road. You should find us. All of our music is on Spotify and Apple Music. Go and have a listen. Give us a follow if you like what you hear. Maybe share it with a pal who who you think might like it as well. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Big thank you to our Patreons and a special shout out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Yvette Lydon and Trish Taylor. Thank you for making all of this possible. Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of things that we make. So, become a vagabonder. That's our name for our supporters on Patreon. To help us create music, live performances, books and short stories, this weekly podcast, our YouTube show, and some other new things we are cooking up. As a vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive Patreon-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, unlock access to exclusive live stream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So, join us on the journey and release The Vagabond Within. Patreon.com slash The Vagabond Way. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds, and exploring us for joining us on The Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige, it's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now. (laughs) 